0: Love Talks Radio.
1: Cloudy, Miss Cloudy. Cloudy, Miss Cloudy. Cloudy, Miss
0: Cloudy.
2: Welcome to the Lordy Miss Clarty Blog Talk Radio Show for Saturday, January the 9th, 2010. I'm your host, Lordy Miss Clarty, and your co-host this evening is Brother Blondie. Coming at you live from Columbus, Ohio with real news from real people with real solutions right here on the Lordy Miss Clardy blog, blog Talk Radio Show. This is the place to be to get heard, and to hear what's going on. Come join in and stand up, speak up, and speak out against victimization and fraud. This will be a two-hour show to talk on racial injustice, police, and judicial misconduct, and I hope you all that are listeners out there on this blog talk show will call in and give your comments or views on these topics. You've got something to say? Say it. Stand up, speak up, and speak out. Come and join us, and let's talk about it. Call in at the 347-884-8684. Call in at this number, 347-884-8684. And if you have any tips on anything that is new like mortgage errors, mortgage and errors on credit reports after bankruptcy discharge, and they're still doing owing, tell us about it. You can contact Brother Blind at hotmail.com, or you can contact me, W. Clark, at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com, or visit the website at www.familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. Again, this is the place to be to get heard. And the place to hear what's going on right here on the Lardy Miss Claus Blog Talk radio show. We are on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Hope to hear from you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Feels. don't you, Blondie? I mean, that was right on oh, time. Hey, you know, that's a blast here to hear from Chaka Khan. Now, that, I do know how and who that is, you know. <laughs> Everybody know that, boys. Yeah, you know, we are back right here on the Laudy Miss Party Blog Talks radio show. I'm your host, Laudy Miss Party. And we have added into 2010, January. Man, that seemed like it came quickly, didn't it, Brother Blondie? I mean, how oh, yeah. was, you know, everybody out partying and still, they, they shooting out and carrying on, bringing in the New Year's and what so. They done had a good time on the Christmas holidays, what so. And, you know, we ain't got no reason not to be back on the Lordy Miss Party Vlog radio show with our mind and our sound mind in the things of the community. I want to get back to you, Brother Blondie, and let's see what it is that you have for us for January 2010. Come on with us. And most of all, how was your New Year's? Oh,
3: well, my New Year's was a blast. I mean, you you, you know, I have my big New Year's Day party as over well. uh, uh, Facebook, well, uh, check out James Brotherhood, Honey mm-hmm. Jones, Jr., and uh, it's it's all right there. And congratulations to the Ohio State Buckeyes and Terrell Park for winning the role. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm so, with Their first role was right. in 1997. And, and of course, like Lardy Nascardi uh, mentioned, we all know who Shaka Khan
1: mm-hmm. China,
3: uh, uh, is. But before that, Shaka Khan... It was Rufus featuring
1: Root? Shaka Khan.
2: Now, look, I told you, all I know is just a <laughs> and, and the name of that song is, of course, Do You What You Feel. Yeah, I love what I feel and see and everything else. When that song come on, yeah, bring but, back
3: memories. But I'd love to uh, give you uh, breaking news
2: of Michael Jackson. Come on in. Come on in.
3: Yes. Dr. Conrad Murph has... Has been charged with involuntary manslaughter. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Okay, come on. The Olympic
3: way. police investigation of Jackson's death on June 25th mm-hmm. has been completed, and the case will be passed to the L.A. District Attorney's Office within the next few weeks. In order to prove involuntary manslaughter, prosecutors will have to show that Dr. Green was negligent in his care of Jackson under California law. Is a maximum sentence uh-huh. of get
2: this, come on, four years. Four years doing what? That's it. That's a, for Michael Jackson's death. For Michael Jackson's death. Now that's a clear cut on how black on black come a racial injustice a slap on the wrist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Haven't I said that? Yeah. Well, you know, hey, I this but they song? got money. Yes, they got money. I mean, you know, that's
3: keeping them from well, getting in. Well, $150,000 a month is being be Yeah, <laughs> I'd I, I say that. Uh, just, my, they, my, they, my, hey. The move to preserve to, to the a, a charges of voluntary manslaughter was first reported by uh, TMZ. The TMZ, the celebrity website that originally broke uh, well, news uh, for uh, uh, Michael Jackson's death, death. Uh, uh, originally broke the news of Michael Jackson's death. A law enforcement source later told the Associated Press that prosecutors will be present uh, their case to a grand jury and seek an indictment on that charge. A spokeswoman for Dr. Murray said the doctor had no comment and uh, reiterated his claim that neither that he neither prescribed nor administrated anything that should have killed Jackson. The senior point after cardiac arrest at a mansion, he was renting in Los Angeles, where he was preparing for a series of concerts in London. The L.A. coroner's office ruled that his death was a homicide after forensic tests found the powerful sedative, purpleful and at least two other sedatives in his system. Dr. Murray has admitted administering propofol to Jackson on that day he died to help him sleep, but claims the amount of 25 milligrams was small and should have not been fatal. He has previously described how he was treating Jackson for insomnia and had been trying to wean him off uh, propofol. Now, as far as uh, the, the, the Dr. Conrad uh, Murray uh, case, I've said all along that this is a typical black on black crime which will not result in major time. Uh, if, if all he's against Larry Miss Clark is four years, I mean, even if he's charged and convicted,
2: I mean, what good is that? Um, what no good, really. And even uh, being that talks about. You know, we already have a guest that's coming to, you know, the panel live here. And uh, Brother Blondie, a gentleman that is supposed to be coming and help to talk in on the, you know, on on the topics of, you know, police misconduct, you know, judicial misconduct, and things of that sort. What's his name?
3: Oh, I'm proud to introduce you. His name is Henry Bryant
4: junior mm-hmm.
3: Uh, he was uh, born in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. In 2006, he became the director of the Faith mission homeless shelter right here in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mr. he has been uh, very helpful, you know, in putting in a positive attitude of our uh, African-American men and women who are homeless. And is struggling trying to uh, make ends meet, trying to set on their all two feet, and hopefully uh as far as you you know uh, judicial fraud, evil voices is, is a am also going to speak about how different the judicial system works when it comes to us, the residents calling the police. And the faith mission okay, call
1: the
2: police. all right, well, you know we got a caller on on the line, and we're getting ready to open up the line to start the dialogue, okay, now we're gonna bring before us on this particular line is caller six one four four oh two seven what you about to talk about on the um on this judicial issue dealing with, you know, uh, police being called by people in the homeless shelter and, you know, what does it got to do with, you know, police, period, and where it lines up with uh, people going to jail. You understand what I'm saying, caller? I mean, we talked about a lot of things, but this particular one, we're going to, like, you know, throw it in and see what you think about it.
5: Ms. Clardy.
2: Okay, what's, your, what's your view? Ms. Clardy. Yeah. My
5: my, my, name, my name is Todd Stapleton, and I'm the legal analyst for Families of Victims of Fraud. Yeah. So, you know, and when it comes to the issue of, of, of the brothers or sisters that that faith mission or friends or, or even Nancy's Place or wherever it may be, even if they're living on the land, when it comes to them calling the police, they don't want to respond because they look at them as vagrants. They look at them as, as incompetent, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to them. And, you know, we're having an issue in Columbus, Ohio, right now where, you know, They're taking the brothers that's on the land And they're they're forcing them out of their camps You know And and, and some of the brothers that's in the camps Have been in camps for years And they don't want to go to the shelters Because they don't want to be They don't want to be surrounded by by other people And that's why they choose to live on the land
0: Oh, okay, okay
5: And and, and it's it's very Unbecoming of, of, of the city of Columbus Because, you know, they continuously Dog the homeless Because they are the homeless right you know, right and then and, and, and that's where that's where we lead into into the racial injustices you know because you know the justice system itself is is totally screwed because you know here lately you know even in the state prison systems you know they had they now have inmates paying for state issued items oh yeah Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: Repeat that one more time, caller, and let me see what you're
5: saying on that again. Well, you know, when when an inmate gets sent to a higher institution, they're supposed to be issued a pillow, five T-shirts, five pairs of socks, and five pairs of underwear, as well as their Mm wearing clothes and stuff. Well, now Mm -hmm. what they're doing is instead of issuing them, they're making them pay for them out of commissary. And what that does is it takes money out of the inmate's pocket. They're also... But in the process of this, they're taking money from the inmate. Like if the inmate okay. has to pay restitution, court costs, or whatever, and they're leaving an inmate with fifteen dollars. There's no way that an individual can live on fifteen dollars a month, because you got to buy hygiene, you got to buy food, you now got to buy clothes that the state of Ohio is supposed to issue you. And by the time you pay for all that, keep, money, keep
2: going and tell us more about that. Why do you feel as though that's an injustice being done, uh, Todd?
5: Why do I feel it's an injustice that's being done? Because the state of Ohio yeah, why? The, the state of Ohio the state of Ohio wants every little penny that they can get. And that is that is why that they do that. You know, not only not only are they getting paid for every inmate that gets sent to the institution, they're getting paid off the inmates in the institution. You know, you know, because when when you go into the child hall to eat, you know, you got very little on your tray to eat and that's why you have to buy the food from the commissary.
2: Okay. Well you know what? Brother Blondie was uh, had had a viewpoint about that. I'm gonna give it a chance for uh, Brother Blondie to get the viewpoint and see what you think about it from that point of view.
3: Okay, uh, you you know, Todd, uh, I'm gonna take people's ask. Now you're complaining about the uh, the judicial system. You know, making money off the prisoners and they gotta pay for socks. And, and all that type stuff. But the truth of the matter, it, doesn't it even all out when you consider the fact that the same inmates uh, you, you're saying they make money off of, they get free medical and dental benefits, they get a free e- uh, education, why some hardworking parents paying for
5: their kids way through a school
2: what you got to say about that Todd
5: well, first of all, first of all there's there's not free medical, there's not free dental. Every inmate that goes to the infirmary has to pay three dollars every time they go to the infirmary
2: okay and 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 where does that take it to in terms of them having to pay and is uh infringing upon them being able to eat while they're there in the uh, while they're incarcerated, what what what's going on
5: with that? Well, you know, it's because like when you go into when you go into the cafeteria, at the chow hall, there's there, there's bugs, there's rats, there, there's stuff in the food sometimes, you know, and some people can't eat that stuff, you know, they 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 go in there, you look at the food, you're like, I'm not eating this, and they don't have the money to go to the commissary to purchase items to eat, so in other words, they starve.
2: Are You saying that the food that is there in the in the in the jails, prisons, wherever it may be, is a really for the inmates there?
4: Yes, it is.
2: And you know, and, and instead of making sure that they are healthy and uh, you know that they have uh, healthy food or or safe food to eat, they're worried more about making money up off of the inmates while they're in there. Yes, ma'am. You know, go ahead. ahead.
3: I I, I, I got a question on that. Now, you talk about the bad food, Todd, but isn't the real reason why you get bad food from the uh, prisons? It's for the simple fact there is a shortage at the Mid Ohio Food Bank, which Todd's been the director of for the last seven years, with the shortage of food, and the fact that our in studio guest, uh, Henry Bryan, who's uh, head of the Faith Mission Homeless Shelter, he's not getting that great of food, uh, food either. Are you, are you implying that you should get the uh, better food, even though there's a shortage on the food banks because of our poor economic problem in which Junior Bush put us in eight years ago?
5: No, I'm not implying that at all.
2: Well then, what
3: probably, is
5: it that's in said? Uh,
2: what are well, you saying?
5: Well, they need to, they they what they need to do is they need to stop taking inmates money so the inmate can eat what they want to eat when they want to eat it.
2: And what are they having the inmates to pay on that's taken away from them to be able to eat what they choose by paying for it?
5: They they, they having to pay pay for. Stuff that's supposed to be state issued, such as their socks, their T-shirts, their underwear, their hoodies, pillows, blankets, and 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 I had a chance today to speak to a lady out of Cure, Ohio, and and what they do is they deal they deal specifically with 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 inmate issues, and and that, and that is that is where I got all my information from.
2: I understand. You would you like to have something to on this?
5: sir, uh, sir. <laughs> come
1: on in you know
2: introduce yourself again you know so that we can So, uh, listen we are prompt to this evening and usually with names is one thing that seems as though i would totally have forgotten okay hey, Wendy. and so we have henry bryant and he is here in as a panel here on the Lardy Miss Party talk radio show to expound on some of these issues uh, since he is, um, you know, literally managing a uh, a, a homeless shelter. So we would clear your point of view on this, uh, sir. We, we would. Please, is there anything that you would have to say about this? Yeah, I'm um,
5: calling you there. Yes, I'm here. Hello? Okay, all right. Yes, I'm here.
3: What he said here. There's a huge shortage with Mid Ohio Food Bank uh, with food. Our donations are down this year as well, sir, over at the Faith Mission. So, I, I kind of agree, and then I, I don't agree with what you're saying with the uh with inmates having to pay and so they can have better food. Now, explain to me again, if you would, with with the food thing with inmates. You say that. Every time you go to the child you say they charge you charge you guys three dollars, correct?
5: No, every time you go to the infirmary.
3: Yep. Infirmary, okay, they charge you three dollars, okay? <clears throat> what was that money where is that three dollars coming
5: from? It comes out of the inmates it comes out of the inmates um, account.
3: Okay, it comes out of their account. Now you say account, does this mean uh from people putting commissary money on or
5: how yeah, tell,
3: tell me how that works.
5: It comes from people, that if your family sends you money, that's where the money comes from. If they okay. pay you, stay paid, that's, that's where the money comes from. But in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the process, they, whatever money they have sent to them, they're taking it for restitution, taking it for court costs, they're taking it for whatever they deem necessary to take it for, and they leave an inmate with a total of $15, and that is it, regardless of how much money they people send to them.
3: Now, wouldn't that, uh, Todd, affect more of? uh, You you say uh, making money off of inmates. Uh, Wouldn't that be more of the privately owned prisons as opposed to state funded?
5: No. I can show you in black and white where it's 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 all across Ohio, regardless of the state or private prisons. Oh my goodness. (laughs)
2: Stuff, what we would call uh, judicial yes. conduct altogether. Yes, yes. And that is very serious stuff because this is what's causing the problems that we have in our society, in our communities because through the system, wanting to have a way to usurp off of the surplus...
5: Wendy,
2: i got to go. Well, go right on ahead. we got... You know, we got to go right on ahead. her. we'll talk with you, son. Thank you for proposing you know, that argument, okay?
5: Yes, ma'am. You have a good night.
2: All right. You Thank too. God. Thank you. Well,
5: gee, that means... To no, work.
2: no, no. This is this is right on time, actually, because, again, man, this is about... Judicial misconduct, yes. and where we are having problems systemic problems that lie where the judicial system are responsible for this for the economic issue that's causing people go off to Robinson to a kill you know you've got the system that's usurping off of the family members that go to to the in, uh, uh jails to to help them. And now they got to pay. They, they got to take some of their money, you know, in order, you know, to make the inmate feel as though he can have fifteen dollars. What this sounds like to me is is another way. Even though I'm saying it's a systemic problem going on right here in our communities and as a social system here, I am. What I am also saying is that. It looked like to me, you know, where the where the where the inmates wear what clothes they want to wear,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. shoes, tennis shoes, or what they want to wear, and they don't look like that. They ain't right. So perhaps what they are doing, this is my opinion, okay? What they are doing is that they're trying to show the inmates, you are inmates. You ain't out here in society. Yeah. We got you locked up and you're supposed to have on black and white mm-hmm. jumpers
0: <laughs>
2: with the ID band numbers. Right. And you're supposed to be in the chain gang looking like you on the chain gang, not looking like you out here like one of those from society uh, living out here in society free.
1: Right.
2: And I think this is my opinion again. I think that that is what they are trying to do to to get a um, uh, well uh, 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 control over what comes into that system. And if they okay, some of those inmates in there get paid mm-hmm. sometimes hundred, three hundred. Ain't no them what it is that they get paid up in there. And so the system or the judicial system has devised the way, and this is my opinion again, devised the way to get some of that money well, and, and and keep them thinking that, or keep, them, uh, keep the inmate thinking and feeling as though that they don't have no freedom, even while they incarcerated. So so if you don't act like you got the money, pay for your service. That's
1: what I'm looking at. Well,
3: not only that, Ms. Carter, but I'm going to go on the other side of it. Right. ahead. Now, State wouldn't want to complain about, you know, what the inmates not getting.
2: Nah, it, no, it's, it's, well, okay. it's not a complaint. This is what concern. complaint Absolutely, it's not a complaint now because he's got a he pulled up a legitimate okay. point, you know, and we're supposed to be about, you know, the concerns of the of the citizens. Yes. Whether they in jail or whether they out here free.
3: Okay. Well, if if, if we're going to play the concern advocate, let's No, well,
2: Wait a minute, now. Hold on. Hold up! We are still bringing not just only an opinion from our own standpoint of view, but also it is a concern whether your opinion you don't agree. Well, I'm I'm not
3: disputing that is not a concern. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. But if 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 we expose uh, that part of the problem with uh, you know judicial mis-
1: Mm-hmm. Misconduct.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the other judicial misconduct of our prison system when rich people who do uh, jail time in these exact same systems mm-hmm. get different and, and, and better of uh, privileges. And I'll give you a perfect example. Old jay Simpson has not ate a jail meal. Yeah. And a lot of inmates have Complain about That's that? Very good he, point. He, he, very good he, point. He can eat a steak and baked potato dinner, <laughs> <laughs> dinner. He
2: got big. <laughs> he's <got big> <laughs> paying he for that. Right. Oh. can
1: can oh. eat oh. pancakes and waffles. Hey, but he's paying for it. it. Believe me, I'm <laughs> sure he's yeah. paying for it. Well, well, yeah. He's
3: he's he's paying for it. But uh, is, is shouldn't he get a meal? You know, a regular bologna
2: and cheese sandwich. <laughs> Or something like any other M.A.P.C.? I'm going back to Mr. Henry. Mr. Henry, quick speak about that. Come on now. We got we, ideas. You
1: know it's a concern. <laughs>
2: Nevertheless, hey, this is what it's all about. Let's <laughs> 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 talk about it. Come on, Tell us your point Ms. of view about clarity, this. I yeah. definitely agree with your
3: opinion uh, on what you're saying about the um, judicial system. Right. Um, I, I, hey. It's correct, and I've never seen, coming from a different state, um, the system that's in Ohio, Mm the Ohio correcting system, Mm -hmm. I feel that inmates are treated way worse than how you should be. Just because you're locked up doesn't mean that you're not a person anymore.
2: Absolutely. And they
3: take all of that away from you. Right.
2: I'm you still gotta have, have dignity. Yeah, have to have I mean, dignity. they're trying to kill the dignity yeah. too. So when they come out, they are no more ready. I'm sorry, right, I don't no, mean to like this, but go they ahead. are no more ready go to ahead. be a part of society. But they're angry. They are frustrated, and they want to keep doing exactly what they did that caught them up in there because they got a hatred. For you know the big wigs that or the power that be that mm-hmm. came down on them and made them this hard and made them be animalistic. Right. We ain't talking about just right. you know blacks. We right. talking about any minority yeah. that yes. goes into that system. Yes. Poor. Yes. Got no mind yes. and can't can't fight for their right. Yes. You know yes. and they go into that system and they
1: built. Yes.
2: Of their of their of their confidence of their of their self esteem oh, well, all the rest of that. Oh right. Okay. One,
3: uh, one of the reasons, uh, and one of the reasons why I do agree with you, Lordy Miss Party, on that point, because every weekend MSNBC shows uh, the marathon of the program lockup.
2: Right. Yeah. And they
3: and with with the warning, uh, they tell you up front. <laughs> we don't care what you been through. At all. We don't care if if your if your parents were crackheads and robbed and We don't care what oh. oh. ever happened. <laughs> and when we put you in jail, we don't care if you get rehabilitated. Okay? Now it was
4: plain,
2: flat, out all about money. And money. I, control. Yes. Here and yes. I, you know, again, we can't keep looking at it as like, okay, even though it is a black thing. Yes, it is. But there is still more than just a black thing that's going through it. You know what I mean? Yes. When I say it's more than a black thing, you got to. That are up in there. Yeah. You got white poor, poor people that are up in there. Yeah. You know, you got whatever up in there. Yeah. The point is, is that these are still human beings. Yeah. That's where I want to go back. Yes. Give it back to you. Give it back
3: to you. Uh, now, do I want to give it back uh, to you? I also want to ask Henry this uh, question, regarding this Clark. Mm-hmm. And before I do that, I just want to uh, tell people that Henry Bryant Jr. was born and raised in Chicago. And attended Alabama State University. He's Currently working as as men shelter manager for Lugarin, uh, uh social uh, services at uh, uh, Faith Mission. Mm-hmm. Mission now uh, he, he he's also serving as president of the Milo Grove Area Commission. Commission, yes. commend you, Command you. Yes. and. Uh, you know, uh, a happily
2: married like,
1: Hello, two, two hello people, ladies and right, right here,
2: right here with us. The three, yeah, uh, they they're they're right they're here with us. Here. Right yes, here, yes, listening yes, to this.
3: Yes, uh, three beautiful girls. Got, yes, kind of got Obama type. <laughs> hey, that's now, what we
2: need. Now, we need more.
3: Now, now, uh, Henry. Yes. Yeah. There's one rule that the homeless shelters do kind of share with the prison system, so to speak. Yes, sir. Yeah, one thing I know is you do got to get up. When they say get up and when it's bedtime, they don't to put bed. Any other similarities uh, that uh, will fit the, uh, uh, the judicial's uh, uh as far as the prison hmm I think we have um, several similarities. The difference in ours and theirs is that ours is to be, for all of our, our men and women, to be productive in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a curfew because we want you to get in, get signed in for your best. You can be productive right, right. for the next day, mm-hmm. find yourself a job, get out and look for work. Um, that's why we have the rules we have in place. But I think it's very different. We people we treat people who are at the mission with dignity and respect. Okay. Okay. Are like, well, that's good. That's excellent. Um it'll it'll seem that way because we do have curfews and things like that. But the difference again with us and them mm-hmm. is you can get our, get up in our place and
2: leave at any time. Right, right. When you're in prison you can't do that. Absolutely. You, you
1: can't yeah. do it.
2: You know what? Well, We're sitting over here with another caller. Let's yeah. see what this caller's view is. We get ready to put you online, caller. And we wanna ask you a question. So, caller Four two five area code nine two seven one. You're on the air. Please stand up, speak up, and speak out on your views. What do you think about this?
6: Hello, Lardy, Miss Clardy, hey, uh, brother Blondie, hey, uh, this is Woodman.
2: Ah, uh, hi, Woodman. How you doing? Good. Pleasure to hear from you again.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> and one more thing,
2: the uh, woman. The next time you see Mister uh, Carter, was... <laughs> oh lord, oh lord, they over here clowning, with me, at oh, they, they just clowning. Okay, now you you can understand why this is a lot of Miss Talk Radio show. Hey, we gotta put it like it is. We try to no be idea. ourselves. You know what I mean? Real yeah. people, real news, real solutions.
1: Okay, you guys are so touching on a.
6: Uh, A deep subject subject matter, and um, yeah, yeah, judicial misconduct is a major problem in our country right now.
2: Absolutely. Well, come on, give us your. We want to hear what you've got to say about this.
6: Well, I'm concerned about it from a couple of standpoints. Um, I believe that, you know, prisons are are a cash cow, it kind of comes down to, uh, you know, the economics of prison building and the for profit prisons. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's a reflection on our society in that, you know, what, 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 are they, what is society doing to people to, to have to incarcerate as many people as, as they are in America? And I was down uh, in, working in Texas, and I remember somebody explaining that the federal government paid the state of Texas, I think it was like $300 a day for uh, every felon that stayed in the prison versus yes. like 100 100 dollars a day for a misdemeanor. So it's almost like they're wanting to categorize people as felons because, you know, they're throwing that kind of money around. And yeah. one of the things that I the reason why I was calling it's it's pretty disturbing. I don't know if you kind of go back to like the Iran-Contra affair and yes. the federal government uh the CIA was um distributing or selling guns for drugs with Nicaragua, and they were funding the, uh, the Iran-Contra affair. And it is said that uh, they were using uh, the Crips in Los Angeles to distribute cocaine nationwide. It's going back to the 80s, how we got into the war on drugs. And mm-hmm. so when I mean, you start taking a look at it, would the government really be shipping entire cargo planes of guns down to Nicaragua and in turn, importing complete cargo planes of cocaine in the United States, distribute cocaine through the, the crypts, create black-on-black violence
5: mm-hmm. with
6: um, the gangs. Um, it could be said that this is ethnic cleansing. It could be said that this is the people are going was into.
2: global cleansing and me. You know, I'm kind of view where you went. You went all the way over there in Nicaragua. Okay, now I may not have said that right, but I said it the way I could get it out. Okay, uh-huh. but geez, you, it's like this is a global issue, and no more, you know, in the United States or a or a city's issue. Well, I mean, because you're you're absolutely right. You know, this is happening all over the country and globally. It's it's, yeah, it's national. Yeah.
6: And, well, and what about guess. the crack babies that they caused? Um, what about the, the, the people, like they were given 15-year mandatory minimums for, for crack, and now some states are starting to reverse that. 15 years for crack cocaine, that was something that they were bringing into the country. These are human rights violations. Hey, this year,
2: well, you know you're absolutely right about that, bookman, I really. You know, you are right about that in terms of crack. I mean, crack is everywhere. everywhere.
1: Crack oh, is everywhere. Oh, yeah, and,
2: is. and everybody that is in that area that's selling it off, whatever they're doing, uh, the the government, whatever you want to call it, they are going to find a way to make money off of it and at the same time blame it on the poll. You know, the poll people that it's the reason why it's an epidemic of killing people in, in, in their cities and in the country and over the areas too. So you talk about ethnic cleansing, uh, let's it like this: minority cleansing. That's everybody that that has that, that that's out there that's trying to make a buck because of a economic dollar, and the only way they know how to make it because they've been incarcerated for so many years. We talk about male and female. There was females that I had had talked to that have been in the system uh, for at least twenty nine years of their life. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? So this is not just about the men; it's the women, white, black. Chicano, whoever it is, but the point that I'm making here is that since we know who's bringing in the substance to make money off of, you know, uh, people that's already doing the substance, and then you got people that's coming out of jail that done did 29 years, 30, 20, uh, 15 yeah. years. 10 years, Plus. or whatever the case may be, and they have been broken by the system because their names are tagged with felony, big felony, two, three times, 20 times, and they have no other way to make no money. However, they, so they revert back right to what it is that they but that right there is what we would call, uh, say like, for instance, and I'm going to use a metaphor, uh, where you know, lion sits up on the dag on a on on a hill, and you got an ecosystem going on, right? And hmm. so it comes down every now and then, and it takes and gobble up what it wants to gobble up, and then go on back and relax. So you know what I'm. So if you get that point, where I, where I'm leading to is that it's a big ecosystem, and the big big boys, the big wigs, that is. Controlling it or calling themselves controlling it, because, you know they are going down eating off of already what has been victimized. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, if, did I say that correctly? Did I say that to the point? Oh
3: yeah. And and working this part to prove you and Woodman's uh, point on how. I'm sorry. I don't on, want to now, the judicial hey, system. The point of call. No, no. <laughs> no and, and, and to prove your study on the uh, fact that. On the ecosystem?
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm trying to tell you, on the ecosystem? Well, I watched him no, ever on TV. On, on,
3: on the fact that prisons are over cash Right. Now, here's the data from CNN. Call on CNN.com. Did you know? Hold on, Wood,
2: man. We're getting to you. We just. Yeah. we, we done got excited because you'd have brought it global. Yeah. Uh.
3: Did you know that? One point eight billion Americans are doing prison time for
1: violent crime. Wow! There you, now, there you
3: go. There you go. There you right, go. Sorry, there you go. You summed it. Both of y'all summed it up right there. There you go. So now, getting
2: back to the to the corn or the kernel that was on the corn before it shrivel up.
4: <laughs>
2: you know, you can understand why. You know, our judicial systems are using that particular information that we talked about as a as a hammer in order to usurp off of all of whatever we. Oh, I sound like I'm 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 all over the place. <laughs> but do I sound all right? <laughs> you know, I got scared of myself. You know, let me let me let me let me say this and be serious. You know. The the the, the show shell is is that although that all of this is going on, this is how the big wigs make their money. They bring stuff in, you know, underneath the shelf, and then pass it on down to the pickoffs. You know, uh, you know that that has this this stuff, and then it gets down into all of the communities. And then everybody strung out in the communities almost. And then what it does is help the help the judicial system, the the United States or whoever help them financially. So their goal is to try to the try to control it through by way of prison hmm. and build more hmm. because they found that something is happening to the people that go through those systems. They bring them back money every year, especially those that re- re- revisit the system based off of because they got no identity or more and they have no confidence. A whole life has been destroyed based off of a off of a uh, a name put on them. You're a felony, you know? And because of that, society has not opened up the doors to 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 give room for even if you was a felony or four times you still need to survive out here and give you a chance to show that you have changed but because they haven't changed their system in the prison yes is why we see the, the 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 terror what i'm trying to say the systemic problem that that homes over our uh over our community, and in our society. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it feels good saying it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing that people have to understand, Sam, about the uh, ju- judicial system, uh, and it's corrupt in all phases, yeah. in all areas,
4: uh-huh. whether it's the uh, uh, prison system. Now let's let let's think about the jail uh, really
3: right quick. Guess who financially benefits the most from locking people up and making that extra money? Those those judges? The judge. Yeah, right. I mean That's maybe, the person. Huh? Yeah, maybe. Person. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe the judge needs. Okay,
1: be right. Not uh, not only that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not
2: only that, but that you know uh, that that they that they needed to campaign with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they ain't gonna tell you how they funnel the money to do yeah. what they do to get what they get. They
1: all work together. You know, but all
2: work together for so them good, they yes. think, they to together. keep politics yeah. running. Keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving, right. It moving. And uh, sorry that we got excited over here, <laughs> and we just kept going. But you know, <laughs> if there's any other thing that you want to share with us concerning this uh, judicial issue, go right on ahead. But then I want to turn the focus. I turn to focus over here to Mr. Henry, because I need to hear this brother speak. We've been, like, just taking the conversation, running with it, everywhere we can. But, you know, no offense, but still, you know, give you two minutes to give us something else, but then I want to be able to... Allow Mr. Henry to give a, a give give what he wants to talk about um, because it's just as important because it's dealing with the same issues that he mm-hmm. see every day okay. in the homeless shelters where the men are because I'm sure the men at some point in time you know talk about you know some of these issues that have caused them to be where they are yes. or you know what have caused this systemic problem in our society in our communities. so uh, mr
6: woodman if you have anything else to say bring it on yeah i'll close uh, thanks for taking my call the, the thing you know people make mistakes and there are also some violent people they deserve to be in prison but there's also a lot of people and dna evidence has proved that the prosecutor lied to put him in prison so this is a human rights violation and, and it is a cash cow like i said but right now our country's under attack this is economic warfare and it doesn't, it's going to be men, women, black, purple, white people, everything. Everybody's under attack right now in America. And 32% uh, increase in bankruptcies in 2009 over 2008. They are creating a lot of bankruptcies. They're taking people down. And there will be mm-hmm. poverty that's going to be coming. And there's going to be more and more homeless people. And it's just not fair right. when people are hungry. They're going to be creating more future prisons and prisoners down the road as a result of being, us being under attack by the Federal Reserve and the globalists. And uh, thank you very much for taking my call.
2: Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. And we'll see you again soon right. on the Cardi Miss Blog talk radio show. Thank you.
6: Bye-bye. Mr. Henry, from all that we have
2: spoken on for the past, almost hour
1: yes,
2: yes. give us give us your view on this on the comments that were made and plus what we talked about all together just just lay it out there so that you know we can see it plainly from the point of view of where you are and where you see it at when it's when, when it's at its hardest point to really be able to stomach because i'm sure that being there at the homeless shelter, and to be able to extend your hand to be able to help those that are in need, especially the men, you know. And we, you know, as a, as a society, need to really pay attention to our men because truly we need the men, okay. Yeah, we, we need the men, mm-hmm. and I don't care what no woman say out there, I don't need no man. We need the men because truly they have been underrated. Did I say that right?
3: You said that right.
2: Okay, because I'm you saying it just right. the way I'm going to say it. They have been underrated. You and, when, you know, when I say underrated, I mean that they have taken the M away from the man.
3: One of the reasons why, Lordy, Miss Quarty, men are uh, underrated, and uh, ladies, you ain't going to like what I uh, b- thought to say. It's easy to... Criticize a man that's deadbeat, cheating, ain't being there for your kids, not paying child support or anything like that. But we always, uh, but the men who do step up to the plate, young men like Henry Brand, who's married, a father, take take care of the kids. Do you sometimes, uh, and, and you, you, you know, uh, Andrea? My, my my question is: I I know your wife and your kids they love you and, and appreciate you, but in general,
4: mm-hmm.
3: do you feel that men who are in your uh, situation, that are good husbands, that are being good fathers, that being good uh, providers for uh, family, you do, do you feel they get enough respect?
2: Well, wait a minute, because there's some that's in the homeless shelter that that have the have that ability too. They just haven't been given the chance. Yeah, yeah, I do.
3: Um, men have always not got credit, you know, for the things they do, uh, taking care of families,
5: mm-hmm. taking care of households,
3: mm-hmm. especially black men. Right. You know, it's a minority thing, but we're speaking specifically right now myself and speaking for black men. Okay. And it is. Look at take Barack Obama for instance. You know. <clears throat> Barack Obama is getting criticized for all the things that he's doing, good or bad. You know, and they always Mm -hmm. want to sit back and look at the negative things instead of trying to reflect on the positive things. Mm -hmm. People got to get over it, no matter what color you are. He's our president.
2: He's our president. You you got to
3: respect that. They they
2: respect all presidents, no matter what they've done. Brother
3: Brother, Bundy said earlier, um, when the segment first got to start off, people come. Black men, we need to do this. We need to do that. We do. We need to step up more. But also, too, give us the credit for the ones that do step up and take care of their family. Instead of saying giving us a little bit of credit, one percent credit is not good enough. Give us a hundred percent credit. Hey. Oh yeah, and, and the, uh, the, the reason why I brought up the fact that you know black men don't get get enough credit mm-hmm. credit uh, case in point of uh, Lardy Quality, uh, throughout the whole Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, we hear so much negative things about Joe Jackson. Not failing to realize how many men, you know, today, black or white, right. will stay with their wife and raise all nine the uh, nine children. Uh, pe- people don't want to give Richard Williams credit. Right. He's, he's Venus and Venus' uh, right. uh, 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 father. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you, you know, in 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 the mid 90s when, when when Destiny's Child first first came out. You know, people criticize, well, the only reason why he's successful and out in the lead is because of a father. Or you hear things like, well, reason why Romeo's a successful rapper because his father is Master P." And my question is, isn't that what a father is supposed
5: exactly. to Exactly.
2: All right, yeah. all right. We're going to take a pause for the call, and I see you Carla on the line waiting to tell your point of view. I want to you to stay tuned. We'll be back and we'll let you speak up, stand up, speak out on your views on this. So see right back on the Lardy Lardy Blog Talk Radio show. Ooh. Lardy Miss Clarty Blog Talk Radio Show, and I am your host, Lardy Miss Clarty. And of course, you just heard Lardy Miss Clarty singing booze, I think that's what it was. <laughs> on, It's on tonight, okay? So uh, it may not sound as good, but hey, I'm hanging in there like anybody else, you know? So we want to get back to our, our conversation that we were having dealing with judicial misconduct, police misconduct, all the stuff that we just put in, in raccoons. It's in there. And we want to give the stage again to this caller that has been patiently waiting, and I'm wanting to know what this caller got to talk about. Call on, get ready to put you on mine. and if you have been listening to this conversation, stand up. Up and speak out. Four two five nine two seven one. Speak up. Let us know what this is all about.
6: I hope I'm not on the line.
2: I'm not on. Yeah, you is on the line. You are actually online.
6: Oh, I just dialed in. This is Woodman again. I'm listening via the phone. I I I didn't hit one to talk. I was just listening. So. I'm just going to be oh, quiet.
2: I'm going to keep on listening. It's okay. we got plenty of time for you to jump in. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, well, I'm going to
6: hang up the phone. Uh, Something wrong with my DSL line. I'll talk to you later.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, of course, that was the again. I guess he was serious about listening. He didn't want us to know he was there. Oops. <laughs> you know, but that's all right. Brother Hiddies. Yes. Again. You know, we've been talking about trying to get you to talk here for the longest, and we still just, we've been working ever since we started. Okay, you know, but uh, give us some, some things that you have seen dealing with our uh, men and what could be some of the issues that that's coming from those that end up coming out of jail and they're homeless and they are faced to make choices, whether it is to try to see if there's a job for them, if they if their uh, background ain't bad, and those that come in and got bad backgrounds because they've been in jail, whatever, and they can't seem to, you know, enter into society. Uh, what what kind of systemic problems do you see? I know at homelessness is a systemic problem at this time. Yes. Yeah. You know, and we give credence really to our society for this way because we get plenty of money really. Yeah. You know, to be able to house the problem. That we do. Go ahead, sir. Um, come
3: on with it. Me. I mean, we we see a lot of different things at the shelter, like you were saying. You get guys though that come out out of prisons or being caught uh-huh. wherever they're coming from, and uh-huh. their minds is not right anymore. They um, put guys on, on medications that don't even really need medication. So how you how oh, you function. Oh, wait a minute. They, they,
1: they come <laughs> yeah. out with mental problems. Yeah, they come that they never had And they never before. had
2: before because while they was in they like. there, they yes. were trying to take something to cope. Yes. Or they went to a psychiatrist in there talking about they can't cope and a so psychiatrist said, here, here you go. And when they come out, mm-hmm. they ain't got no mind. Well, most of the time, it's because the
3: social <laughs> psychiatrists that tell them they need to take it because, of doing, because okay. of crimes are things that they've committed. Okay. Hey, look, you need to take this so you can get yourself together. Mm. And what it does is it comes, they come out and they don't be together. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, we like that. Keep
1: going. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> now, they, that's they, what I'm talking they, about. They, they come to us, and,
3: and then it's our job, you know, to help these people get back on track. Of it. A lot of guys who
2: can't help and a lot of them can't. Right. Um, it, it's Some have gone easy. too far. Yes, Do yes, they yes. be the older men? Well, I'm, I'm yes, the older because I have that's seen where, where the at. older men, yes. 56, yes. and up, you know, still yes. in the street yes. or still in the them yes. The way they are, yes. how did they become victimized yes. to with the wisdom that yes. they have to be stumped like that? Right. Well, a lot of times,
3: I mean, like you said, the older guys they get in there and they get mind interrupted, mm-hmm. and then they think, "Hey, look, I did all I need to do in life. This is what I need to do mm-hmm. nothing Nah, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not fair to me, you, or nobody in the world. It's really Absolutely.
2: not. Absolutely, yes, sir. Well, let, let yes, sir. You know, I, I think we need to get that one now. Hold on, keep going. You know, I do
1: have a Okay, yes, okay. Well, yes, wait a minute! No, let him, okay, okay. let him finish the okay. Let him finish uh, this out. The
3: the bottom line is here is is that our people are not getting treated fairly. when they come to prison and come to us. As I was saying earlier, they still have the same mindset as if, if they were in prison. Now mm-hmm. you're out in society. You have again with society. You have to help people with resumes. Mm-hmm. Some guys don't even know how to put a resume. To that's sad. Yeah. Forty and fifty you know never learns how this because of how how they have to them. It's sad when you send a guy on a job interview and you can't get a job with McDonald's or Burger It it's sad because of long records. People don't want to give guys a chance again and it's not fair. That's what we do. That's what I do with my staff, empower people. We hire people with records, you know. We give people a chance again. And it's not fair how how these guys are being treated. And then what they do is after so many times, not all but a lot, after so many times of trying to get themselves back on track, Mm -hmm. and they're getting turned down every single day, out hitting the pavement, they result back to the drugs and the medicine that they got Mm -hmm. in prison. They get these guys off of they, as we say in the streets, off of they rocker,
1: mm-hmm. and it,
3: it, it's it's not fair, and we we really need to do something about, like I said, these people every single day. So I'm right in the middle of it, right? You know, and it, it's not fair, brother. Yeah. Well, you, you you know, I uh, as you know, Henry, I've i I've, I've seen you in in action, yes, sir. And uh, one of the things that I've seen uh, that's starting to be a new trend yeah. as these uh. Uh, homeless shelters that mm-hmm. wasn't a problem 20 years ago mm-hmm. you got a lot more uh homeless men and women between the ages of 18 21 yes sir uh that's more on on the rise now as far as pe- people living in uh the, the homeless shelters here yeah. uh now I'm not surprised here to hear the stories uh, about the older men.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: the older men, as you, you know, Lord and Miss point out, mm-hmm. uh, fifty, sixty years old, mm-hmm. coming into the system, not knowing what's up, and and all those type things. Right. But but how surprised are you, uh, Henry, when you see see the more more the younger uh, generation? Now, now, I know for the most part it's. You know, mom kicking them out and uh, yeah. sending them just uh, j- just to teach them a lesson. But how surprised are you the fact that you're seeing more and more young people in, in, into the shelters? Very, very surprised because, like you said, parents are kicking kids out. You turn 18, you don't want to go to school. You want to, you want, you don't want to do right out here smoking marijuana, messing your life out all day, every day, or dipping that another drug. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. It, it's sad right you know and thirty percent of the guys in our um, facilities and women mm-hmm. is eighteen to twenty one okay and, you know no GED. um really no father figure most of them that come from one parent home right you get dropped right off at the front door of fake mission that parents tell them now you have to leave because you're eighteen, so it's very surprising because if you go back history with homeless shelters. Before crack hit, back in '85, '86, at that time, homeless shelters were older Caucasian males,
5: you know. And now
3: it's time where minorities have been put out here with drugs, and now they're in the shelters like that. So it's been did a complete turnaround, you know, from now from back then to now, and it's it's a shame.
1: Yeah, this mm-hmm. yes, and uh,
3: and and another thing, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh Henry, mm-hmm. I I, I got to bring this uh, only because I've learned <laughs> to get him now. Oh, 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 oh I'm I, I'm uh, you know I, I, know, I gotta I, lay back, <laughs> because you're
0: coming here. You're not
3: come here only because I've seen this for myself with my very own two eyes, and and this is the one thing uh, about the men and women that live mm-hmm. in the shelter that does offend me.
2: Okay. And I have to ask you that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that playing devil's advocate again? No. Is that playing devil's advocate again? No. Okay. I, this I'm, is your good feeling. I'm, I'm okay. 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 So okay. Come on.
3: I'm, I'm Come seen, on. Come okay? on. Uh, how do you feel, Henry, when you see men who live in a homeless shelter, live shelter, I know they're they human and all that. You got
2: girlfriends, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe
3: they're
0: hey, they they hey, trying to hey, feel... You, <laughs> I'm, I'm you, 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 you heard what you said earlier. Women, you heard what you said earlier,
3: right? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go go ahead. They need they women, man, just like
4: the women need the Come on them now. Them. Oh, wait a minute. It's like devil. devil's advocate yeah. a little bit. Okay. So you're yeah.
3: saying because they're in the shelter, they shouldn't have a girl. and I'm
2: over here on this side. I'm breaking it down, Blondie.
3: brother. Blondie, come on. Now, okay, man. break it okay. down. Okay. okay, when I'm when I'm when I'm breaking it down. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be anymore you know. Period. First, <laughs> but,
4: <laughs>
3: but if you're if you're struggling, I'm what I'm saying is if you do have a girlfriend, don't don't that give you options? To a, a lead doesn't that punish uh, the the man that? Has absolutely no one, one that uh, does need, need need a place to stay. Is and, and, and I'm not just saying that. Law, 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 law. We're we're but also keep, uh, but also, a, key, has, but also the keep, also keep, also keep in mind, Henry. Anyway, I've also seen um, both men and women who spend uh, two or three months after shelter, mm-hmm. yet they don't get
2: after on it. Now how you, you money around? Joe, Wait a minute. Now you done went and you done said two Do or three <laughs> different things oh, it's one block. You got to go and just on the point of that these men that's in the homeless shelter, uh, men to, to move them out of the way for new no. bunch of homeless men to come into the homeless shelter. <laughs> they should have a woman to go to. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to be over here. I'm going to a big advocate now. Let me hear you. know, now check this out.
1: hmm
2: Now, what what going to so want a man that just came out for prison, or just was homeless and he either had a uh, problem because he's on school. hmm or you can a problem because he's on some drugs of some sort, or he ain't got no job because we need bills to be paid. This is the way some women that's looking at material things is looking at.
1: Mm-hmm. And if, if some
2: of the women is looking at it from the point of view, need needed, they sold because the need is they ain't got to excuse me, you know what I'm saying, but they can't do it when they want to. Right. They can't, you know, uh, you know, they feel, you know, they are broke down from their, you know, their confidence levels and, and self esteem. So they still accept the man as he is. Hmm. And then it don't help the man become any better because he. He has one that...
3: To fall back
2: on. Right, and, and that to, don't have much to, to look up to. Right. So you got two dependent people mm-hmm. depending on each other to stay down. Mm-hmm. And then you got some women that what, a person got a, a ruler to go to, you know what I'm saying, and got a different job.
1: So I'm so you are doing something,
2: okay, then you got some of those, you know, and I'm going to throw me up in there, you know, because I ain't no bad, and you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I, you know I, I don't know what problem where I keep, but sometimes I don't know if I look like you do know, I got a, I
1: <laughs>
2: and I'm just, wait a minute! i go going here. Say, hey, what good is it if you can't talk about it? You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know. It's a like perhaps because you know I want to stay incognito and just be an everyday woman, you know, that has some shit though. But you know, I, you know, I, I have guys that come to me. Hey. You know, but what they do, the whole thing they come
3: comes out of their mouth and she sure don't look good. I mean, and well, what's your response? <laughs> I mean, what's your
1: response when
3: they say that? <laughs> and all the time, I mean, I mean, I guess everybody knew me because somebody
1: knew I mean, I mean, but... but I'm no. You know what I'm saying?
2: I'm talking from, okay, you know, I'm talking. That's the truth. I'm talking right
1: there. Dude. And were, you yeah. know,
2: and, and look, I ain't, I ain't trying to say that, you know, I can't go better. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody can do
2: better. <laughs> okay. I ain't going to say that. Okay, no, wait a minute. You know, wait so, a minute. But would you say no to truth?
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because okay, what, now the, I
2: wanna it. you say, know, what, know, what you, you? <laughs> well, you know? No, I'm not gonna spare this conversation. Because the conversation right. is about what is a specific problem, the key to the systemic problem, systemic problem. Right. why did you system keep keep using it or usurping this issue in mm-hmm. order to keep it in power, you understand? So and then those that are illiterate Know what they're doing and don't know where they're going will constantly be like a, 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 a cow or sheep going to the school, you know what I mean? And so, and we're talking about, you know, what's happening and you have said some questions or some statements mm-hmm. that, you know, I can't, I ain't got no women on this show, you know, that can help us out
1: because
2: all I can get is the men And I going to show you what to talk about. shelter. Mm -hmm. What should he do first before he leaves the homeless shelter to go be with a woman or to go to get extra help to come out of the homeless shelter? What steps do he need to show himself and the people that are helping there at the homeless shelter to even look as though he is ready to come out and enter into the society of love and let's live together. And mother you know what I'm saying? Not even if he got a record and he can't get a place right, right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. What is it that he needs to be showing to, you know, our black sister that got, you know, some grain about her and that will be able to help him if he gonna get dealt Oh, and you know, I'm using that as an mm-hmm. example, but all to say also, is the homeless shelter seeing a way to, to, to help the black man or the man to first identify and get focused to be able to enter out, mm-hmm. to be uh, help to itself, and to anybody else that he inter interacts
4: with. Yes. It,
2: okay, yes. go.
3: Um we have a class that we do every week, um, called self empowering. And what it does is it's for everybody. Right. But about that don't want to help in the that want to help in the that's trying. Right. But do you, class you that, identify the one that's really
2: Really, there. It's, for it's
3: the hard. Positive it's hard to or do it. For real. It's, it's hard to do it, but you know the ones that are persistent, mm-hmm. constantly asking questions, mm-hmm. attending these classes, mm-hmm. working on themselves first. Because be little lady, you, but you need to work on yourself first mm-hmm. to make sure you know how to take care of you. Right, right. And, and this is all opinions. Right, go okay? ahead. I'm listening. Take care of you first. Right. You, you, what matters? Then I think when, you, especially if you're coming out of a situation in prison, yeah, homeless shelter, no job, you know. Take care of yourself first before you start trying to go take care of a woman that you really can't because what happens is that woman carries you, right? Help you, pick you up, and for the ones that don't want the help, sooner or later they take them from the shelter and we wind up seeing these guys two or three weeks later. And you know why? Because that woman
5: or those women, women
3: they get fed, fed up, up saying, hey, look, you told me you wanted help. I tried to help you. The shelter helped you. You don't want help. There's nothing else. That me and you can talk about or do. Right, I'm gonna go ahead and send you your way. You know, so that's a hard to, blow. Right yeah, it is. It, it, it,
2: it is. And a it's a reality. we true on
3: this show, right? Well, okay, you know, that's what it's about on this show. So, yeah, so it speak up and it, speak out. It goes back again. It, it's putting the ball back in the hard court. Like I said, with this class, this class, Doctor Cook, she teaches you. How to oh, become a man again.
2: We're going to need to have more. Yeah, we, we need to have more. We, 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 we should, should, uh, we should uh, say. Hey, that's, that's what I'm talking you about.
3: You know, Henry, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I do have a very important question mm-hmm. that I want to add involving the uh, shelter, mm-hmm. and it does involve the statistics mm-hmm. law, Ms. Corrie, I'm about to give, give to you right quick. Okay. Uh, quick, based on uh, black-on-black crime. Mm-hmm. While African-Americans comprise 13.5% in the U.S. population, Mm -hmm. 43% of all murder victims were African-American, and 91% of the African-American victims who were killed were were Mm African-American. So black and black crime is, is, of course, obviously a major problem and on the rise. My question to you is, because these men are homeless and living out in the shelter. No matter what positive thing they may do in the shelter, you you know, outside the shelter is still a major uh, concern. What are the chances of a black homeless man or a black homeless woman? Does the chances of them being a victim of black-on-black crime increases because black are homeless and living in the uh, shelter? Sometimes. I mean, sometimes, because you're in the shelter, like you said, the neighborhood they hang out in and the places that they go um, is predominantly black. Mm-hmm. You know, and the crime that are being committed is by us on our own people. Right? So, yeah. It does, and and a lot of guys, you know, we like I said, we build these guys on a daily basis. A lot of these guys don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, they they don't, and they think this is the way that I have to do by going out robbing and stealing from my own to get what I need, and then once again, normally it puts you back in to where you came from, that's in prison. Uh-huh. So yeah. And, and, and those who are listening mm-hmm. to the Lordy, Miss Quarty ball talk uh, mm-hmm. radio show, mm-hmm. at, after our show ends at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. I need for you all to log on to a black-on-black crime website called mm-hmm. com. Mm-hmm. And when you log on to that website, it's going to show a public service announcement from a Ku Klux Klan member mm-hmm. who is constantly telling us African-Americans, thank you. Mm. for doing our stuff. Wow. Mm,
1: mm, mm. I
3: love black on black crime. Mm,
1: wow. Crime. Okay.
3: you accusing us of hating you. you do the one hating your, yourself. Absolutely. So, right. I, I agree I, with
1: that. And,
2: that's and, a deep statement.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that no yeah Get kill killed, uh, black on black crime.
2: Wow. Thank you, Brother Blondie. Now, we're we going to switch it again because, you know, we're coming down to the hour here. Well, you know, down to the half an hour. But however, how you doing? As Miss Wendy Williams would say, and I love Miss Williams as to say that. How you
1: doing?
2: We're going to go into a short break right now, and when we get back, We will finish our discussion on the racial injustice and judicial misconduct concerns. We'll be right back. (laughs)
1: I'm going to go to I'm <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about
2: DocCon again. Boy, that's the girl right there. Boy, she knows she can blow. You we are back, and you are back, and they are back, however you want to look at it, on the Fog Talk radio show. And we are back still talking about the issue on the other side of racial injustice, racial injustice, judicial misconduct. Uh, concerns, police misconduct, whatever you want to call it. But today has been a powwow. For the hour and a half that we've been talking, certainly it has been a powwow. We want to thank, you know, Mr. Henry for coming out and talking to us about, you know, his views on the issues that we have talked about. And as you know, he is a manager over the homeless shelters. And so, therefore, you know, we're going to have him back again um, here probably in the next week or two, so be, be stay tuned for what it is that we're about to do concerning that. Otherwise, I am going to have Brother Blondie to speak on who was that that was singing on this radio. Well,
3: you know, uh, honoring a Rufus uh, featuring Shaka Khan. Uh, weekend uh, loving Miss Cardi, we gave you a double dose of uh, Rufus and uh, Shaka Khan. Uh, first, the uh, jam uh, dance with me. Of course, Hollywood was. It's a big uh, uh, you, you know the big uh, deal in terms of you know the Rufus and Shaka Khan Super Saturday Night. But I'm about to read you a A quick uh, story from E.W. Jackson, Sr., Black Leaders Ignore Black-on-Black Crime. On September 24th, after an apparent productive day at Fingler High School in Chicago, Darian Albert, a black 16-year-old honor student, was knocked to the ground by a blow to the head with a railroad tie. He was then punched, kicked, stumped. Those who responded to rescue him were too late. Darren had walked into the middle of a fight between two rival black gangs. He to help one of all the victims in the melee and was killed for his trouble. This took place in Barack Obama's Chicago. All of his work for social justice did a great deal for Obama, but it did nothing for Darren Albert. Of course, the president is not responsible for this tragedy, but it does expose this fatalist claim that such occurrences as a result of social injustice rather than the personal choice to engage the lawless behavior. Metal drugs, gangs and violence are on the display for all to see. in spite of Jeremiah Wright, mm-hmm. Louis Farrakhan, mm-hmm. ACORN, and all the community organi- uh, organizing treating poor black people as victims to be organized has been a object failure. They are human beings to be educated, inspired, and required to take responsibility for their own lives. The tragedy here is that Darren was doing just that and was and it was working. But the malignant pathology of the ghetto spread to him of that unfortunate day and ended his promising life. There's another tragedy the so called black civil rights leaders had been mute. Had this been a white gang attacking a black gang, they would have jumped in front of every camera and microphone <laughs> available to decry racism and injustice America. That ain't funny. If it had a black criminal with a long rap sheet filling in the confrontation of a white police officer uh-huh. to be protest, perhaps riots against. Systematic racism in the police department. Are you hearing me, Byron? Uh,
2: whoa, wait a minute. Why is Byron Plout got to be included oh, in on that? Do. What's up with that?
3: Because it's proof. Yeah. Yes, in this case, and others like it, there are the deafening silence from some of the biggest mouths of America. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Julian Bond, Louis Farrakhan. And the Congressional Black Caucus oh. See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and Speak No Evil. When the professor, Henry Louis Gates, was arrested by a white police officer, President Barack Obama, without any facts found it necessary to put, it, to put in his two cents. Here in Chicago, single facts are abundantly clear, and a heinous murder has been committed in his hometown, but the president is silent. Malicious homicidal maniacs brutally killed a decent young man on the streets. Obama organized, but he has nothing to say. The self-appointed media-supported black leaders have not seen fit to hold a press conference. Wait a
1: minute! What is that talking? Who is that talking?
3: This is E. W. Jackson, senior of the American Thinker, ah, AmericanThinker.com. Yeah.
2: From that sound familiar? Yes.
3: Yes. 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 And
2: but why is it that you put uh, Byron in
3: there? They ain't talking about Byron? No. Byron's doing the job that he can. I mean, uh, yes, Byron's doing the job that, uh, that he uh, can do. Do, but where is Byron pot on the black on black? Uh, now we wait, we, wait, we, then we we see him. I'll we to, we, we see him point. all over. Over in terms of the cop or or anything that's that's racial injustice and I'm here to tell you uh Miss Clardy, he's the one that inspired me to do shows like the other side of, of racial injustice.
2: Why? Because you okay, but if so you know Byron is just one person that can combat you know black and black crime, police misconduct and judicial misconduct. One at a time. He's just only one person. How about picking on some of those attorneys that really ain't doing nothing? He, he's doing the job, but he's only one person. So Well, you know, I'm not just uh
3: yeah. call, uh calling him out per se to say as he's the the, the only uh, one or uh anything like that. I mean because he does deal but, but but what I'm saying what I really meant to audience people is that there are a lot of African Americans who do ignore uh, black on black crime. You are talking about uh, leaders, right? Yeah, okay, yeah and
2: and, and and you know
3: there's a reason for that uncharacteristic silence. There murder does not fit the black liberation uh, uh, narrative. As one civil rights leader said to me, if we focus on black-on-black crime, we let white folks off the hook. Never mind that the leading cause of death amongst black males aged 18 to 24 is homicide by black males. In one interview before Obama was elected, Michelle Obama uh, committed on the threats to Barack Obama's safety, saying as a black man, Barack can't get a shot. Uh, Barack can get shot going to the gas station. What she did not say, what she did not say, is that his likely killer will be another black man. Blacks only thirteen percent of the population, but forty percent of murder victims. Ninety-three percent of those black victims are killed by other black people. As a black man, I am far more worried of the real black criminal that, uh, than the imagined white racist. And absentee fathers, abortion, drug use, gangs, and black-on-black crime have a much bigger impact on people's lives than theoretical uh, systemic racism. But these issues do not fit the liberal uh, 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 paradigm to which civil rights leaders are hostage. The problems of black community of the black community must be understood solely as social justice problems inflicted. On blacks by whites. No other explanation is worthy of discussion and woe to those dare suggest otherwise. In truth, the civil rights spokesman has another agenda which supersedes the well in of black folks, their personal, financial, and political well being. Liberal benefactors and foundations are not interested in addressing. The social pathological uh, pathology, which can only be eliminated by a change of values, stable families, and the willingness of fathers to parent their children, are closed to moral judgments and spirituality, faith in God, parental love, and discipline to instill values of decency and responsibility are the antidotes to gangs, crime, and drugs. However. Allegations of racism, discrimination, and social injustice are far marketable for the Rainbow Coalition. And get this, Lordy, Miss Cardi, the NAACP.
2: You know what? And I saw that on there. Now, where is he from? Oh. I heard the NAACP. I saw it. I heard what he was saying. You know, and. You know he has his he has his opinions and views of what he sees, and there is no right or wrong in this. Perhaps you know uh, there have been some silence in human rights, you know, with the NAACP. But then we have to hold the people accountable. We ain't talking about just the leaders, but the people are accountable because they come together every election year to you go know, and for these people some of them don't even do research they just go like you know blind sheep going to the to the, to the meadows and eating and care that, but just put somebody in there and then when they get them in there and then they start to step on their right you know as a person or the people that help to put them in there then now they want to raise a voice. but what I'm saying is that the people should be held accountable also. Because if you can come together when it is time for a vote every year or every six months or however many times the vote is out the vote, then surely that you can come together and quit and quit pretending as though like you know once you have did your vote and you got the leaders that's in there and that y'all go back and sit in your houses and go and pretend as though there's nothing else. Let them do, but let them do a job that you all have hired and voted them in to do. You must come together, together for the purposes to keep those people that are leaders that you vote in, elect in, accountable. It is the people that need to be accountable because they cannot become accountable until the people come
3: together the same way they go to the voting polls. Yes, and you, you know, Lordy, Ms. Carty, the info uh, on E.W. Jackson. He is a national reveal commentator and president of STAND, which stands for Staying True to America's National Destiny. And you can email him, stand, at standamerica.us. And the last uh, thing that, that he says, and this only takes 15 seconds, Lordy, Ms. Cardi, the people who killed Darien are monsters. Monsters come in all colors, but these have, just happen to be black. They are not victims. They are cold blooded criminals with no regard for human life. Maybe when the so-called black leaders start speaking out, or in your terms, Lardy, Cardi, stand up, speak up, and speak out against gangs, criminals, as parasites instead of victims of society, there will be fewer, fewer real victims by Darren Albert.
2: Hey, again, I, is, I am not stepping on the views of the person that brought that to slide in his own He has a right to stand up and speak about his opinion and whatever views that he has. That it is our right to I still feel the sense to say that as a leader, in no longer stands. The one that putting in office. If the leader has no one by his side, and he goes to speak up. And he ain't going to speak up because the people is what's spoke up. Even in office, even there to deal with the issues, that, but they must be with him, come together with him, or he ain't got no audience to talk to. That's the bottom line, and the people, it's just like the the pastor. The pastor is no more better than the congregation. If the pastor is doing a bad job, the the, the people's job is not to sit there because they need a pastor, you know what I'm saying? But get rid of it, the one that will come in and do the job. That is the uh, uh, congregation's responsibility. It's a sad thing right out here. People that we deal with every day. Okay? Yeah. They as the people as you as America. They came together. How many? Two point whatever million. Two point five million strong. And it was almost like seeing uh, Martin Luther King in in, in the Civil Rights Movement from back in nineteen sixty three. Whenever they killed him, you know what I'm saying. When they all came together. And 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 we're okay, for, Washington. Um, uh, on Washington. Now that's the same way that you must be people when you putting people into office. They cannot do this thing by themselves. You are the catalyst to the power. And if you got no power, then your leader ain't gonna have none. It's only as good as you all make them. So we should be held accountable. To make them be accountable.
3: And on the note about uh, o- Obama, and I'm and I'm going to uh, state this: if I'm critical about anything Obama uh, says or does. It's nothing personal. The bottom line is, if I vote for something and I see my vote ain't counting, I'm I'm going to say so.
2: Well, you know okay but you don't need more than just yourself it's just like going into the judicial system you you got a wrong that's into in you know, the judicial system you know uh uh catch you all block off of a desk or you know what I'm saying and you think your one voice is going to make a difference in, in justice or you know society in, in its in its, in its totality no what it is going to take is a Bunch of people coming together with the leader to speak in one voice.
1: they hear
2: you. Otherwise, the systemic issues that's going on in our systems and in our societies and our dad communities will continue to haunt us until we come forth yeah. with people power, force. That's how we did it at the voting polls. What happened to it afterwards. We don't lay still and let them handle everything because they can't. It takes us and them to handle it, and it keeps the day on balance and checks, checks and balances. Yeah, we are the checks and balances.
3: I mean, uh, you you know, and all, all that is you you know. Uh, I I agree with those. Uh, points and uh, aspects. And, you know, at times, uh, Lordy, Ms. party, I'm one of the few people that still understands that, you, you know, you don't always have to be seen to do, do a, a job. job. And I understand that uh, Obama has a responsibility to do. I understand, I also understand the fact that we're not the only place that that he, he he has to fight for. as as a president, obviously he he has to fight for uh all all Americans, and I and I understand that I think where I'm trying to understand where E W Jackson is uh, uh coming from.
4: I'm
2: not disputing. For, right, he has his right to speak right. what he sees as his perspective. Right, but, but he, I
3: but he's I guess what he's trying. Uh, I guess what he's trying to say, Lordy, Miss Clardy, and this is the part that I do agree with. is you can stand up, speak up, and speak out, when an African-American is killed by a man of a different race or the man wearing the badge and the blue uh, u- uniform, you can definitely do the exact same thing to stand up, speak up, and speak out against Joe Schmo who is murdered by another Joe Schmoe.
4: Hey
2: and you're absolutely right in your perspective of thinking. Everybody has this perspective of thinking, just like I do, you know, and all of us as a whole have to definitely, you know, come to I I reality that we all are responsible for what happens to us. We must be accountable for what is happening in our communities as people, as humans. You understand? And as leaders, and we cannot do leave 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 the leaders to 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 handle the whole thing because you got good people in there as well as bad people that is in there. So we must, as a people. Realize that when we get in trouble, whether we're black, whether we're white, whether we any color, you know, and it's dealing with an economic situation that is causing a systemic problem that is, and eventually that is causing everybody to be, you know, in an uproar, what you going to do about it? Just talk about it? No, do something about it. It's not only stand up, speak up, speak out, because stand up, speak up, speak out means, to me, do something. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. And so now we are down to the last minutes of the show. And, you know, and and my uh, uh, point that I want to make to the listeners that listen to this program is that think about, you know, when, 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 if you ever get in trouble, try to be proactive in your communities and, 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 Speak up and, and, and talk to, you know, your, your neighbors and your community, whether you're a leader or not. The point is, is that you are just as important as everyone else, and we all need to come together and stick together so that we can have a peaceful life, if possible, that can happen. That is just something to think about. And we thank you very much for uh, listening to this, pro- uh, this, this program. And we thank the, Mr. Henry for coming and the callers that came in and gave their voice and view. And I would like to see more women come onto the show, you know, for next week. You know, we're going to talk about a little bit about mortgage fraud, and we're going to also talk about, you know, errors in credit reports based on bankruptcy discharges. And to find what can we do to stammer that problem, because that's another systemic problem that's going on, that's causing a lot of our problems, uh, economic, uh, economical, as well as a societal problems. Because we can't stand back and just not do nothing. We got to come together. If we don't, we stand to lose everything under the hand of leadership that can't do it without us. We must be accountable. We must be responsible for what we vote in and elect in as being our leaders. And with that, I'm going to close the show with a nice song coming going out, and we will see you next week. And in, the, in, the, in this particular song, everybody knows about this one called Sweet Thing. Yeah, by Rufus and Chaka Khan. Have a good evening.